Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for meeting with me. Oh, you bet. And more importantly, how is your furry friend? He's good. He's okay. good. He's doing much better. <laughs> He's always getting himself into trouble. <laughs> That's good to hear. That's good to hear that he's doing better. So, uh, and how are you doing? Good. Oh my gosh, your DVD collection is awesome. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's two sided too. So uh. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Well, when the family video went out of business uh, last year, I talked with the wife and uh, we negotiated, and I was able to get the six foot shelf that they were giving away for free so it's an actual family video shelf <laughs> oh my god how cool yeah so uh it's a great place to put all my movies so oh my god. <laughs> and, a, and a little piece of history too so you know yeah uh, totally <laughs> oh my god that's true yeah yeah that's with, true with, with with family video going away there's really no rental places you know, uh, physical outside of some mom and pop stuff nowadays. So no, but I'm not sure uh, if out on the West Coast they have any uh, places you can still rent. But I don't uh, think so. <laughs> not many, uh -uh. right? No, that's so true. That's so funny. Yeah, because I know there. We I think there's still a a family video in my hometown. To be honest. Oh really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, I knew they closed a lot of them, but they're, it's good to hear that some of them might still be about. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to them. No. But I mean, well, I'm I'm I big into the retro media, and uh, yeah, actually, it's why we're uh, talking today. We're talking about a film that deals with uh, retro uh, <laughs> and nostalgia yes. and uh, all kinds of interesting aspects with the uh, Second Age of Aquarius. So I'm I'm glad you could. Uh, find some time we could uh, finally get to talk i got a chance to talk to your co-star uh michael oh, <laughs> and and uh yeah i have a few questions that he brought up no just kidding <laughs> oh god we had fun we had fun i'm so bummed i couldn't do it with him uh, it's, but uh, we still get a chance to talk which is great uh you get to play the main character alberta stevens yes and uh so what drew you to this character what what brought you to want to play this character well, you know, it's the lead well, in yeah. a feature film. Sure. And to get that alone is really, really, really competitive. I mean, it was even competitive to, to get the role of Alberta in this mm -hmm. movie. So it was an opportunity to be the, to see if I, to challenge myself and to see if I could carry a film as the lead character. And, and also the, it's a comedy. <laughs> the, the theme of the movie was fun. Sure. Um, it, there was so it, it it was there were so many reasons why I wanted to play that part. And uh, so you get the part, and you get to play a uh, a woman who uh, is uh, enamored with a '60s music star, uh, <laughs> played <laughs> yeah. by Michael. Uh, so, did you do any preparation for this? Were you a fan of this style of music? Uh, you know, it, it, were you able to draw some personal experiences from it? Uh, how, how'd you prepare for this role? Yes. Um, uh, yes, I grew up listening to that kind those that rock and roll yeah. kind. My parents listened to it, so I was into it. Um, there's something so sexy about it. Those rockers were always sexy. I always wanted to be a video vixen. <laughs> so, <laughs> I grew up wanting to be like the girl in the white snake sure. you know, video. <laughs> so I like that stuff. But um, so what I pulled from to prepare, um, really it was less about like being attracted to uh, rock stars and more about being a techna techna sure. girl, you know, sure. cause Alberta is really techie. She's mm -hmm. like, has a passion for computers and computer programming. And I, you know, made my own YouTube videos <laughs> and um, had to teach myself how to edit sure. all like my own videos. And mm -hmm. I wanted to do extensive stuff. So I, spend hours and days and months like teaching myself how to do these different things on YouTube. And I really pulled from my time working out of the YouTube space in Playa Vista. I would spend, like I'd have my own channel and they would um, give this facility to creators right. to create videos. So I spend a, spent a lot of time behind a computer screen, probably like a year and a half um, 
doing that and I pulled a lot from that experience like designing and being creative being creative and trying to figure things out channeled that part of my brain for Alberta <laughs> brought that out now what about the other part the quirk of Alberta of being uh, agoraphobic <laughs> that was a that was challenging mm-hmm. um it's so funny because we were like a little ahead of our time because if you see some of my outfits in the movie, like I'm wearing, like at the top, I'm wearing like a business jacket and then I'm wearing pajamas at the bottom. (laughs) At the time it seemed so wacky, but then when the movie came out, we had, we went into COVID. So (laughs) it was a little, but I think, you know, that part, oh God, I guess, I have that a little bit in myself. I mm. kind of just pulled from parts of my personality similar to the tech thing, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, it really takes a lot for me to go outside sure. because you never know what can happen. I lived alone for 10 years in right. New York city and I was always afraid. Mm-hmm. So just pulling for the pulling from the reasons why I wouldn't go outside, you know, like it's mm-hmm. easier. I feel more comfortable <laughs> here. I feel safer. Ugh, so much effort. Um, just kind of pulling from that. And, and the internet makes it easier, I'm sure, because you can pretty much have everything delivered to your door, right? <laughs> so. Yes. I did research, and that is a good point. Thank you for saying that, because I also would like, I did as much research as I could, mm-hmm. you know, on agoraphobia and how people acted who had agoraphobia, because I wanted to be, you know, we don't touch upon that a lot in the film. Right. We really mm-hmm. don't. But um, but I wanted it to mean something to me. I tried. So I wanted, I wanted to come from a place of reality. So I watched some people, um, some documentaries they did, mm-hmm. like little stuff on YouTube about agoraphobic people. And they seem really normal. <laughs> They're normal. They're people. They just don't like going outside. Sure. You know, they, they got an anxiety for being outside. It's yeah. really sad. And, and depending on where you live, that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? <laughs> totally. Totally. So uh, now uh, talking to your, uh, your uh, a couple people involved as well, including your uh, a co-star, uh, yes. Michael, uh, shooting, they said uh, it, it was very interesting because you're, it was a very small set and a, a small crew and you had to shoot fairly quickly. But I, I got told by a little bird that uh, you always wanted to do another take. Oh Was yeah, it? fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, are you kidding me, Mark? Yeah. Like we would it was we had 6 days to mm-hmm. shoot uh 92 pages mm-hmm. and I would fight tooth and nail to get as many takes as I could. Cuz it's like we we would get one shot mm-hmm. to cuz like th- there wasn't a lot of coverage you can get sure. if, with yeah. that many pages in that many days. My god, we did it. I mean, I give Stacy so much credit like we did the damn thing. And they were like, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? So I have to, you have to be on your A game sure. for these shots. Cause you get one shot to do mm-hmm. it. Oh, but I'll, I mean, I'd ask and beg. And a, a lot of the times the answer was no. <laughs> Which fuck yes. I want more takes, you know, you got to fight for your performance. You wanted to I mean, for me, it's like, mm-hmm. I wanted to do the best job I could, sure. you know, and that kind of like went into my, um, Went along with my character, too, you know, because she was kind of like a little like uptight type A. <laughs> <laughs> Which was always is, is always a great contrast to to the rocker who is completely not that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. And we were a lot like that on set, too, mm-hmm. on and off screen. We were pretty much that. <laughs> well, uh, he did mention you did get some time to prepare, though, before a little bit. Uh, so you at least were familiar with each other and that. How how did that process go and, and how did you, that come about? Yeah, I wish I kind of regret that a little mm-hmm. bit because I really at the time I was really uh, um, doing a lot of theater. Mm-hmm. So I was working on my theater training and um, doing, I was a part of a classical theater group and I wasn't as like loose as I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish that I would, I didn't want to rehearse as much with Maku before because I wanted to have everything so perfect. <laughs> I wanted to get, you know, the lines memorized yeah. and he'd be more like, come on, let's get together. Let's, let's run these lines, whatever. And I was very fearful of that. Mm. Um, Cause you know, you never know. You never know, like an actor could, he could start directing me and I didn't want to, you know, I was fearful of that. I, I had wanted to like formulate my own performance, but I kind of now knowing our chemistry and what, 
what we were very lucky because we got along very well and we just we had good chemistry on and off screen we got along like I, I love Maku um I wish we would have prepared more in that way I did a lot of my preparation myself in my living room <laughs> drilling the lines because I knew how important I mean we had 92 pages or whatever it was right. of us pretty much us carrying the movie and I wanted to be prepared I wanted to have my lines memorized I wanted to know what was my objective in every scene? I wanted to know how I needed to look. I mean, it's low. It was a, a very low budget film, so right. I'm in charge of my makeup, of my hair, of my outfits. Mm -hmm. Of then we'd shoot out a sequence, so I had so many notes on my script, and you know what I mean. So it was like getting ready for to do the best I could in an mm -hmm. ultra ultra mega low budget film, so that we can make the best film we can. That's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I think you accomplished it. It comes off very well, especially that chemistry. And like you mentioned, with it being a smaller indie film, it's character driven. Uh, you don't have special effects. You don't have a whole lot of fancy cam work, especially shooting in the apartment uh, that you were shooting. And I hear was was rather small and intimate. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> Pre COVID. Yeah, it was COVID. December twenty nineteen. We were in this one bedroom apartment all together. <laughs> and like you know probably getting COVID honestly <laughs> seriously I got really sick in the beginning of, mm -hmm. of the year of 2020 so I mean I probably you know you, you never know you never know right you know the good old days I yeah <laughs> when we could just be in a room together yeah a, a, a tight room like that now uh, Although I will say mm -hmm. the uh, the room was small mm -hmm. but we we really knock on wood we like we really gelled. I mean, that, that experience, it was really hard. And I mean, I was a little bit uptight. <laughs> I felt kind of bad about that part of it. But like, like we all would go out for drinks after sure. like we, you could find your space in the two rooms. Like we really like gelled and did the damn thing. Like it, I really admire Stacey, honestly, for her leadership and like how we were able to navigate and how she was able to you know, navigate my, um, my uptightness at times. Cause I was so nervous. <laughs> sure, you know? I was like, sure. I gotta do this. We gotta do this, you know, mm -hmm. but well, it was fun. Well, the uptightness doesn't come across on screen except for, for the character parts that needed to be. So, um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, what I'll say with Alberta, what I liked about the character and I, I was wondering your thoughts on it was she, what I liked the impression of is that she was, she likes the idea of Aquarius and then she meets him and you find out he's kind of not, you know, the way, but I never felt like she was like, Oh, she was, it was more like she still stayed controlled, even though she kind of was the fan girl. So I, I like that idea. Cause usually in a film like this, the, especially male and female relationship or whatever, you know, where it's this big star, you're like, ah, but your character never quite felt like, getting to that level like she seemed to keep it controlled uh, is that what you kind of wanted to bring to this character or yes because uh she created him right so mm -hmm. it's like she knew you know what i mean she knows that that's her it's like like it's so long ago now so i'm trying to remember but like i'm god mm -hmm. do you know what i mean so that's my <laughs> creation right you're my toy so it's like that's kind of what it was like that's where I saw it almost like a perverse thing, to be honest. Like she created, the, she's agoraphobic. She sure. doesn't want to go outside. Mm -hmm. She creates a sexy rocker who she thinks who acts differently than the way she wanted to program him. She's thinking right. about turning him off. He's annoying. <laughs> you know? So like coming from that point of view, cause mm -hmm. it's like her creation, the a on the foot, you know what I mean? So that's kind of why, like, why would I be a fangirl of my own? Sure. You know, my, mm -hmm. my thing, you know, right. Well, a little more Frankenstein's monster of sorts. <laughs> yes, yes. Got, got, got that impression as well uh, with it. Uh, you know, you mentioned wardrobe. Uh, you know, it was fitting for your character. Did, did uh, Stacy give you kind of a prep of, of what she was looking for with the wardrobe, or did you just show up with, like, I'm going to dress like this today? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we planned that. We, mm -hmm. we went through and um, we did a whole, like, fashion show like I would sure. pitch stuff to her I'd send her combinations that I thought and she would make the she would have the ultimate decision like this is what I think 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 so I would pitch her ideas and you know she's the director ultimately it is her vision it is her say so but I would throw up things and see if she liked them and if she didn't but like try to do give her what she wanted you right. know what her 
was and stuff. And and my uh, meanwhile, uh, your co-star he didn't have to have much wardrobe apparently. That little fucker. <laughs> you shit. You know, and he's like on set, like blah, 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 like being annoying, and he's got his little underwear on and his hair, and he has to do any makeup. You know, he's just like, and then here I, and he like wonders why I'm uptight. You know, <laughs> I had so many different fucking outfits, I could have killed him. Oh it's life imitating art, I guess, huh? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, you know. It, one of the things that I mentioned with uh, him was, you know, some of the dialogue that you two exchange in. And I was wondering how you felt because some of his lines in that he comes off. He's supposed to be misogynistic. And I'm like, you know, how, how do you prepare yourself for that to not get, you know, triggered maybe in real life for what he's saying, even though you're just acting? I, because he says some some pretty things like, no, don't you know, I, I'm married. And so I know. No, you don't say go to the kitchen and make me something. No, that's not what you say. So yeah. you know, uh, did, did you have to stay a little control with the dialogue? Just tell yourself that, you know, this is a role or, or how do you kind of prepare for yourself when you're going against a character like that? Well, here was my issue mm-hmm. with it is that I did not want to be one note with it Mm -hmm. like she gets he does a lot of that in the movie Mm -hmm. so i wanted to show my concern was more about the build of her frustration Mm -hmm. with it because it's got to last like she's got it she's got to hit the point where she's like okay enough Mm -hmm. because i could have i really really tried to avoid getting really upset in the beginning because when people say things that you're like that might be offensive at first You'll be like, oh, okay, you know, like, oh, whatever, you know, and you brush it and you brush it and you brush it and you brush it and you brush it. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know, there's one point where I like kind of like punch him in the dick. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Enough. And he's like, are you a women's liver? In fact, I am, you know, I wanted it to be more real as opposed to like somebody who has a a, like a like you don't treat women like that that's not fun to watch and that's not real Uh, you know i wanted to show like alberta especially is more sensitive and she is more you know she's very pc she doesn't swear and she like but she is more Mm open-minded you know whereas like someone could talk to her like that are you a good lay okay yeah talk to me like that whatever just have sex with me and shut up you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) she's a little bit different in her personality Because I think sometimes watching people that are like super opinionated Mm -hmm. about that or super offended, it's not fun, Mm -hmm. you know, and I wanted people to feel like they could take that in a little bit more, you know. And and it does come across because it seems like everybody's having fun. Uh, It does have that great spirit in, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, even though you mentioned the the tight schedule and and the script and such, everybody seems to have fun and it's got this great energy to it. So, uh, you know, was there anything like uh, that you did? Because I imagine your shoots went long in that. Was there some things or rituals or something that you guys maybe did to try to keep things up and, and, and you know, kind of light or at least fun, even when you're getting into hour 10 <laughs> or 12? Stacy Stacey did not play. Like, yeah. she's incredible. Like, mm-hmm. we really, I mean, from what I remember, mm-hmm. we really we were pretty on schedule. Mm-hmm. Like we really didn't, we were, we filmed for six days and we were like, okay, we're going to do it here and we're going to end it here. That's why like they told me a lot of times we can't do another take. Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we, were, we were pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, we didn't really need it. Everybody mm-hmm. was really into the project. Ma- Maku like wanted it to look good. The energy mm-hmm. was right. Stacy, like Stacy's a really good leader. Like mm-hmm. she really, she really like, was easygoing and helped us, you know, communicated well. We all wanted it to be good. So because of that, I think we, you know, we really muscled it out, you know? Sure, sure. And and, and again, I, I think it accomplishes what you're going for. Uh, so you mentioned that Ed, you did grow up with this music. Any favorite artists? Van Halen, mm. Led Zeppelin, ACDC. <laughs> um, I guess... Uh, Russell would be like Jim Morrison. I wasn't really into him as much, yeah. but more was like, I guess more of the mom style, I guess would be my, no, wait, maybe not. No, no, no. I wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. That would be because the mom was more like black Sabbath. Um, yeah. um, 
but yeah, so like those kind of like sexy, you know, <laughs> ooh, white snake. You know. The the big the big hair and spandex then, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I I that's when that was my age when I was I was growing up. They were all the big rage. So you know, <laughs> and then and then you went from that to boy bands. I don't know how that happened. How you you go from these guys with heavy makeup, spandex, and br- big hair to boy bands <laughs> oh my god i guess you can kind of see it i mean the first one seems a little feminine <laughs> you know geez a lot of them wore makeup yeah i mean heavy makeup <laughs> so. and, and to go, i mean yeah uh, well aquarius didn't wear makeup but uh he did he did uh have psychedelic uh uh episodes yes that, he did <laughs> Oh the, the, the scene with the edibles I I found rather fun, funny. Really? Okay, good. I, I imagine uh, those were just gum, regular gummies, right? No. Yes, those were regular gummies. Yes. You, 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 yeah. You, yeah, we'll just go with that, right? No, just kidding. <laughs> yes. God knows if he took the, like edibles, he probably wouldn't affect him anyways. <laughs> now, now, are you a, a artist as well as singer, or a, 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 do you perform a musical instrument or anything? Well, Not a musical instrument. I mm-hmm. sing. Mm-hmm. I went to musical theater school. Mm-hmm. Um, dance. I'm sure. a dancer. I used to do all these dance teams, dance to music videos, choreograph some stuff. Um, yeah, so th- more performing arts. Not don't play any instruments or anything sure, like that. Sure, well, I, I knew uh, uh, Maku. I knew he did the uh, guitar. Oh that, yeah. So, so he got to play. Uh, how was that? To, did that help you with the acting? The fact that he actually could play and he plays on in on camera and sings as well a song to you. Yes, that was fun. <laughs> oh, it does. It did help. You know, he's very he's very musical person. Maku. Mm-hmm. He he knows. I think he went to school for like sound engineering or music Mm -hmm. engineering and like he really applied that to uh the movie and like because he's so knowledgeable about it that was like really helpful and playing in the movie was fun and he would play he would make up songs like off camera i mean (laughs) it really helped with the morale (laughs) god i could kill him so (laughs) so what what would you say your easiest scene was in the film easiest i mean the most fun scene i remember because like i was so i'm always so i mean so critical about my acting Mm. like i think i'm like fucking shit Mm. and so but the one scene that i had so much fun was when we got high like i was just feeling it in (laughs) that moment i was like feeling it and i think that wasn't i didn't actually get high but i think i was (laughs) I don't know if Stacy let me drink, but I, I was, I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. but like the scene where I'm smoking and drinking, like sure. I was just like, I don't know. I was hitting a, a zone as an actor where I'm like, fuck, why can't I just act like this all the time <laughs> or feel like this when I'm sure. acting, but it felt really good. Mm-hmm. So that was probably my favorite. Moment. I remember it. So that's how, like, that was so for long ago. I remember it. That's how it felt so good in that moment. <laughs> The rest of the movie, you know, I felt like absolute dog shit. Wow. Well, I was going to say what was your hardest scene. So the rest of the movie then, huh? No. The fucking intro. Yeah. Okay. Two scenes were really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And I kept going back and forth and back and forth in the rehearsal. Me and Maku actually did a rehearsal one time for that first scene. It was driving me nuts. It's like where I recognize him for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like he comes into the door. Because it's really that moment happened so quickly in the movie and I'm trying to justify it the best I can make it seem believable. Like what would I really do? Mm -hmm. You know? And also when I auditioned, I auditioned with that scene and I thought my audition was pretty good because I didn't think too much about it. But now I got cast and I'm like overthinking it like Mm -hmm. crazy. Like, Oh my God, is he real? Is he not? Like, I don't know that one that drove me nuts. And then I only got one shot of that. (laughs) fucking shot of that you don't even know i wanted another shot of that so bad and they're like no you get another one we got to go on the other side that's where you can get your other shot it's like oh <laughs> that one for me that's and the fight scene that oh one yeah because it's like yeah. wanting to seem to make that believable and like we didn't have a lot of time and how do we do the choreography of it and like how do we make that seem like real when he's like singing and it gets sucked into the whatever 
if I'm spoiling things, but that was really hard. Just trying to make things seem like trying to keep things active Mm -hmm. and keep people entertained and keep it believable and not overacted. (laughs) The balance was hard. Well, and and the small space I imagine probably didn't help much with with your fight. So yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, th- th- this was shot a few years ago now, 2019, uh, you mentioned, just before the, the uh, uh, COVID, the pandemic. And, and now that it's out, uh, it's it's great to see. What uh, How does it feel? Have you seen the film? And what's it like to to watch yourself in your, your first feature uh, film or your, your feature film? What, what, what's it like? Well, I honestly like nothing against, you know, Stacy or anything or anybody mm. involved. Like I, I beat myself up pretty badly. And so I was like, sure. fuck, you know, like <laughs> language. I'm like, no, that, no nobody's going to get through it. I can't carry a fucking film. Mm. Like I, like I overacted a lot. Like I just like, ah, I don't even want to see it, you know, like going through all those things. And I watched it. We went to the premiere because Stacy would, she'd email me and email me and email me and be like, Christina, come on, you got to come. You got to do this. I was like, okay, okay. You know, uh, you know, but I, and so I did. And I actually was like, I was like, okay. You know, I didn't, cause you know, as an actor, sometimes we get beaten up a little bit. Um, because after that, after that, um, movie, mm-hmm. and I was doing a lot of theater at the time with, um, with a big Broadway director, um, who had got, passed away. R.I.P. Tony Tanner, but um, I was working with him a lot, so I forgot how much I was training in that, but that's a big medium. After I did the movie, I took some classes where these teachers would beat the crap out of me and be like, you're too big, you're too big, you're too big. (laughs) They would say these things like, it's not, you know, and so I'm all insecure, but I thought, you know, I'm not, I wasn't horrified by my performance. Um, I did see my hard work pay off a little bit, you know, like, okay, you tried, you, you fought for it. I think that's always important is to like fight for your performances and don't be such a pushover too. That's one thing I challenge myself. Like a lot of actors just want to please, like, I just want to please the director. I just want to please, you know, I don't, I want to be liked, but I don't do that. Like I would purposely (laughs) make choices and make people like get irritated with me when I ask for second takes. And Mm -hmm. like, I, I try to make noise because it's like, I want to show you, I give a shit. So I saw a little bit of that. There's some moments in the movie where I'm like, ugh, you know, <laughs> like I wish I would have made different choices. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have like been able to watch back a take. But you know, overall, I think I did the best I could. You know, always think I could do better. You know, but I, I think that comes with the creative process. We always think we can do better. Uh, you yes. know, I, I've talked to many a filmmaker who said, "Yeah, there's a point where you just got to draw a line in the sand and go, yep, that's what it is." There we go and move on, because otherwise yes. you, you'd never do anything. You 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 know, for them editing, they just keep editing until they have you never finish a project. Or I imagine exactly. Or imagine you know, imagine with an uh, actor, you know, kind of the the Kubrick approach of 147 takes, where after a while you're just like, you know what, <laughs> this is what you're gonna get. Uh, yes. Um, and and what we get out of Alberta, I think, is a really I, I like this character quite a bit. She felt like a strong character. Uh, a strong female character in this to where, as I mentioned before, she didn't feel too going gaga over her own creation, but at the same time, I don't think you sacrificed anything either. I, I felt you had a really strong, uh, strong character, which is, which is always good to see. I mean, we're in a day and age now where people talk about, you know, uh, stronger female characters and that we've had, we, we have had them in cinema, not as often, I, uh, with you taking more roles in that, are you seeing a more increase in, in offers and, and, and scripts and, and, you know, stage plays as well, where you're, you're getting to, uh, more opportunities for stronger female characters nowadays, you think? Oh my God. There's so many projects. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. There's so many platforms and so many projects mm-hmm. out there. I mean, I'm auditioning constantly, you know, Mm -hmm. for lots of different roles. And the roles are so vast and fun. Booking the role is another thing. thing. But this is my opinion too. My other people might disagree, but there's so meant there's so much content Mm -hmm. being put out. I mean, your DVD collection could be like, (laughs) could be like, you're going to have a house 
full of all this shit that's going on, at least in television. Movies right. are kind of like hurting a little bit, but like, yeah, like mm -hmm. uh, definitely. I mean, with COVID and the whole BLM movement and shit, like the diversity is the way now. And like these, there's lots of different stories being told and, you know, and, and, I think that's the the new in. There's so many things. There's so many projects, so many roles, you know. So, you know, yes, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. And, uh, you know, what what advice would you give to, say, someone, uh, actor or actress, just an, uh, uh, someone who's uh, wanting to get into the business and, and do what you do? What, what kind of advice would you give to them? Um. Ooh. Uh, wow. Let me think. I don't know because the industry is constantly changing mm -hmm. from when I first started to now it's a different ball game and boy, you need to grow like, uh, like, um, now grow, not grow. You need to have like a, what's it called? Like a thick stomach, oh, like, sure. thick skin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like a hearts. You need to not be queasy. It's something about stomach. Sure. Sure. <laughs> stomach because boy, I mean, especially nowadays, like, with the way they do things now, it's very, it's a lot of self tape. Like before mm -hmm. you would go into the room as an audition. Now it's like, I mean, oh my God, in 20, which one, 2020 or 2021, I had 90 auditions and I did not book one, mm -hmm. not even a callback, not sure. even a callback, no communication mm -hmm. whatsoever. Like, so you're throwing shit into the void. You know <laughs> what I mean? So you're, it's a lot of, now the business as an actor, I feel like there's a lot of disconnect mm -hmm. and I'm seeing more and more people be like, this is not for me because sure. it's a lot of just you auditioning for nothing so with nothingness. Mm -hmm. But my feeling, here's what I do. Take it or leave it. I mean, pfft, I don't fucking know, you know, but like I'm always in a class mm -hmm. and always challenging myself. These classes can be very abusive. Um, sorry, I'm like, playing futsum with my hair i just got a haircut it's like all over the place <laughs> no <laughs> um, worries i'm always i'm always in a class if people say oh my god this is the class you have to get into mm -hmm. get into that class and experience it mm -hmm. um because even if you hate it and it's abusive just experience it um and uh and hear what they say because you will pull something from that class mm -hmm. and apply it to your work get everything is auditioning right now oh my god you're about to raise your hand how funny my iPad like catches up on me <laughs> doing things. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. But um, what was I going to say? Uh, because I, it's really, that's one thing I struggled with was like I, I, sticking in your comfort zone, mm -hmm. get out of your comfort zone. So I would take sure. with HB studios. I studied with Austin Pendleton. He was the best teacher ever. And, but it's like too comfortable, you know, mm -hmm. like that's good. I have him now go. I went to Mercedes rule and I'm like, okay, I like her, you know? And then I, hop to Bob Krakauer. I would, now I'm like challenging myself to do the things that scare me. And so I think always being in a class is important because you learn more and you get better, especially getting, you have to, you really need to get into a class or a workshop or something that has to do with auditioning for self tapes right oh, now, yeah, sure. because it's always changing. What mm -hmm. they like is always changing. You need to meet people. You need to meet casting directors. You need to meet casting associates. Those are the people who are going to be casting directors, taking their workshops, getting to know them, doing live shows, meeting mm -hmm. people. Like right now I'm developing a live show in mm -hmm. LA. Yes. Cool. And like trying to get like doing it. So you're performing mm -hmm. like on stage, meeting people. Cause right now, because of the self tape world, I think we're all in our little holes and boxes mm -hmm. and these people, you can do the best self tape in the world, but so-and-so knows so-and-so from right. another show that they saw. And like, I think just having the connections of being known mm -hmm. as a, an entertainer is really powerful. You got to give your life to it. Yeah. You know, you, mm -hmm. if you want it, you know, and you just, and if you, like we live in a world where it's all about connections. Mm -hmm. And if you are not related to anybody or you don't have some kind of in, mm -hmm. which is true, it's yeah. the truth. I'm being honest. Yeah. You know, if you, if you don't have that, you got to fight for it and you got to like be the best artist you can be, be the best actor you can be, like get out there mm -hmm. and fight for it. You know, I've said like, you know, like, at, sorry, I'm rambling, but when no, I was, okay when I hit an age that I thought I would be perfect at acting, I was told that I was absolute garbage. And 
Uh, it destroyed me mm-hmm. for a day or actually a month. It probably <laughs> destroyed me for sure. a while because sure. I was like, fuck, you know, I wasn't working. And this person just like, you know, didn't give a shit and just said, you know, you're way too big and you're this and that. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, and I really had to sit with myself and be like, do I want to devote myself to this career and be the best artist I can be? Mm-hmm. Or am I ready to try something else? Right. Because you have to be, you have to accept that like, you may not be as good as you think you are, mm-hmm. you know? So I accepted that I wasn't. I said, I'm going to devote my life to this and I'm going to be the best artist I can be. I'm going to challenge myself to be okay. And I'm really bad at it. I don't know if you could tell by the way I'm saying this, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm, I want to be like amazing, sure. but like to hear the critiques and be able to be like, okay, let me work on this. Let me get better at this. So you have to, you have to have a love for it and you have to be able to not work for yeah. years. <laughs> sure. You know, cause mm-hmm. like that happens. That's, I was working a lot and then all of a sudden not working. And I yeah. think with the adjust in the business and how the industry is changing, it's like, oh shit, now I need to adapt. So mm-hmm. it's all about keeping up with the times, adaptability and keeping training. Yeah, well, especially now, with, like you said, with the self-tape, you have someone who's self-tape until then they're self-taping, self-taping. This is what they're used to. Or even I've seen some indie films where they're all shot from like a Zoom meeting to where everybody is shooting their own thing until you get in front of a crew like you had with a situation with Second Age of Aquaria. Well, now you've got to perform with another person physically there. In the room, people watching you, especially behind the camera, I've talked to a few people who, you know, you've got the director. I don't think people acknowledge the fact that while you're acting, how much of a challenge that is for you, Mm -hmm. because you've got someone staring at you behind the camera and you got the camera guy staring at you. You don't have Mm -hmm. that when you're shooting at home or, you know, Mm -hmm. in in your room. So, you know, uh, how do you adjust to that? Well, I think by it, if you get the part, then you have time to practice. Sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times the turnaround for the self tapes are obscene. Like mm-hmm. it's like, uh, this, we're doing this guest star. It's, you need it in by same day self tape, get it in by 7 PM. Wow. Oh, and if you don't <laughs> yeah. like, and so there's a lot of pressure there. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, and a lot of people cheat. I don't like doing that. Mm-hmm. I do not like cheating on my auditions because and I should cheat. I need to cheat. <laughs> but it's like my pride. I want to sure. try to be the best I can be and see mm-hmm. if I can do it and be off book and do the best I can. Because this is my time, ch- my t- chance to perform. Right. If I book the job, fuck yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that's where you have to have thick skin. You got to right. be willing to take chances and like fall on your face, mm-hmm. you know, and have people scream at you. I've had people scream at you, me. I've had people threaten to fire me, like, because I would make chances. Like I didn't do anything mean, but I would take a chance right. and like, you know, add some lines. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you, did you try to add some lines in second age of Aquarius? Oh, all? with Stacy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, what I did with Stacy, because she cast me, was like, I asked her permission. So sure, I was sure. like, just to justify things for me better, like, and mm-hmm. have it flow better. Right. I was like, Stacy, I had a whole list of it written. And I was like, <laughs> can I take this instead of this? Can I add this? Sure. Can I do this? Can I do that? And she'd say, yes, no, I like it as is. She would, sure. she would give me mm-hmm. the answer. You know, I wouldn't do anything that she would not okay. Right. So. Well, it's good that she had that relationship, though, and she was that type of director that wasn't, uh, you know, collaboration, because I imagine with a small project, you, you kind of need a little collaboration, I think, for everything to gel, because otherwise, if you had a very strict, no, my way or the highway, you're like, okay, highway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I probably would do it, honestly. Right, sure, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I worked with directors like that, the 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 theater director I worked with was very much like that. Like I would try to prepare something for him and boy, he threw that on the garbage <laughs> and stuck his hand up my ass and moved my mouth like this because, <laughs> but I want to work, you know, sure. and I want to, that's even a challenge in itself. Like mm-hmm. I want to, I want to, I want to see if I can justify it. Can mm-hmm. I like, this guy is giving me line readings. Okay. Well, let me see if I can make the line reading real, mm-hmm. you know, like I just try to, I want to make money as an actor. So mm-hmm. let's do it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> would you say, would you say theater, uh, because you're doing a performance more than once, like you are doing with film, uh, does that give you more of a chance to possibly adapt or, or grow a character or change a character a little bit 
even with a strict director versus doing a film where you pretty much get that one shot? Depends if the director is coming to every performance. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> if the director is at every performance, like notorious Tony Tanner, then uh, it is going to be exactly how Tony wants it. But there is, there is some room to, mm-hmm. there is some wiggle room, you sure. know, cause like in a moment you could, it could hit you differently. Um, you could cry, you could nod, you could, you know, it does hit you differently as long as you're hitting the marks. I know I remember one show I did um, in New York. I was so pissed at this director. I was younger because he like really would not. It's like I have to do the show for a few months, you mm-hmm. know, and he really etch sketched my part. <laughs> so I one show I just decided to do whatever I wanted. And, yeah. and the stage manager told on me. Aww. But luckily, the lead of it like was like, "Hey, hey, hey, she's just young, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, don't fire her. Like, please don't fire her. Boy, did I? I didn't get fired, but I definitely did not do that again. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I imagine it's a little bit different too, because you have your live audience. You get your reaction right there versus acting behind a camera, and you're not quite sure how the audience is going to take this till you see the film with an audience. Yeah. And then, and then uh, I imagine you can feed off that as well. Uh, whether mm-hmm. that on stage versus film. So, I mean, does, does that make stage acting a little bit easier than film shooting, or is it still a challenge in its own way? I think stage acting is easier, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there's more freedom, mm-hmm. truly, I think, you know, because it's, there is, yeah, it's more like, whereas, I don't know, like, I feel like there's a little more, I think everybody thinks of it differently, but I think film acting for me is, um, I don't get to do it as I did as much mm-hmm. um, because it's so competitive and, you know, you want to keep things um, tight, sure, you know, yeah. and believable mm-hmm. and not, and really like, I have a, I know it's so stupid, but like there's aesthetics, mm-hmm. like aesthetically, like sometimes my eyes are just too big. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it comes, like, I feel it in my heart when we're right. doing it. I have the objective, I have it, but my eyes are just too big, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm trying to, you have to train yourself to like, I talk really loud. When I learned something, I don't know if anybody is, why any actors are watching this at this moment, but like a trick is like, just talk quieter. Mm-hmm. That's a way, <laughs> like a person that they call a big actor is sure. probably just talking too loud. Too loud, sure. <laughs> talking, to... if you lower your volume, mm-hmm. it takes down, like, it takes the bigness out of it. So it's like w- working on things like that, you know? So it looks the way, mm-hmm. it's more about the audience feeling as opposed to the actor feeling. So sometimes you might not be feeling anything, but it just looks, you know, mm-hmm. like your eyes look normal. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> we, we well we would have we would have cast you would have been perfect but you know the eyes were just too big you know it's, it's true yeah. it's true that is a reason like that is a reason like it's distracting it is wow. distracting like if you're looking like this when you're mm-hmm. talking you know well and and I, and I think that goes along with what you're saying you do have to have a thick skin going into this because you know I always I I was talking to someone else about it uh, my friend about it and, and I'm like. Occasionally, I'll get notices for casting calls, and I see what the casting call sheet, and I look at it going, man, I feel I have respect for any actor because you look at who they're looking for, and I'm like, man, this is superficial. <laughs> you know, I understand mm-hmm. they're looking for a specific person for that role, but still, just me personally, I'm like, wow, that's that's tough. But, uh, you know, how, how do you how do you build up that? Do you just doing it enough? You You just build up kind of an endurance to say okay i take these good bits and i'll ignore these bits from the negativity or or feedback you get like you said sometimes uh, verbal abuse for for performances well yeah i mean i'm knock on wood i'm like a saucy one boy did i burn (laughs) some where do i burn bridges and not on not on purpose Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like i speak out i believe in that that's something i like, I will speak out. I will fight for myself. I will be awkward, mm-hmm. like, you know, and, and ask the questions and be like, okay, like if someone berates me, I'll challenge them. And I hate when I do that. I need to be, I need, actually, I take that back. I like it about myself, but I also hate it about myself because it, it comes as an attack mm-hmm. um, from people. And I need to understand, I need to learn sometimes with teachers, um, especially mm-hmm. to like, 
it, it's teachers really sure. more teachers <laughs> directors abuse me yeah i want to work and i don't want right. to lose my job but at the same time i'm going to challenge you in a healthy way that's mm-hmm. not going to make me lose my job you know <laughs> sure because i think sure. we've got to build something got to mm-hmm. test the waters right. but like as far as teachers go ugh, god <laughs> it's like it it takes me a little bit sure. like sure. um but uh, it's so it's so hard. It's like uh, I, I know I'm all over the place because no, it's, it's the with teachers. Mm-hmm. It can be so abusive mm-hmm. and it can be a little ego driven. There is there is a lot of acting teachers that I think are failed actors or they've learned how to do a method that is like that helps people book really good jobs. Mm-hmm. So they want to keep people in their business. Sure. It's almost culty or manipulative. <laughs> sure, sure. So like I'm very wary sometimes with them, but mm-hmm. ultimately whatever their people are going to their school, mm-hmm. you have to say, okay, people, there's some good in this, right. you know, mm-hmm. how do I explain? Like I recently took a teacher that's very famous um, and he like, he ignored me because I would question him, oh, you know, sure. I would question mm-hmm. him and like, I would, Cause I trained with like Mercedes rule mm-hmm. fucking Oscar winner. Like that's my teacher. Yeah. Like I trained with her. Like, and you're going to tell me that the way she operates is crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and by the way, the whole question people and fight for things and be a squeaky wheel comes from Mercedes, <laughs> you know? So like, that's something I ripped off. Like I didn't come up with that. <laughs> that is something that I connected with from sure. her, you know? Mm-hmm. So th- there is good that, comes from different people but i don't know it's hard it's so it's like you've got to you have to have thick skin and you have to have a brain in your head to be able to navigate it and understand and i say it even for myself that like okay i'm putting in a situate me in a situation where i might hear things that i don't like but i'm going to take it with a grain of salt and not explode even though i'm definitely going to explode but later on i will hear it and i will understand it and it will make my work better sure it's like putting yourself through absolute hell (laughs) (laughs) but yet you have a passion for it so that's why you go through it is is because you love it it's something you want to do and and it's means something a lot to you it seems it's working out in the gym basically yeah Yeah. you know like you have to have to keep working and you need someone to challenge you mm-hmm. and say, and that's why I don't believe in coaches. I don't right. believe in acting coaches for auditions. I think it's cheating. I think it's, what's the point of being a fucking actor? If you're going to cast, if you're going to have a coach, mm. uh, paint your performance for you, mm-hmm. paint your own fucking performance. <laughs> and I hate when like managers or agents are like, you need a coach for this. Fuck off. I say fuck off about that. Cause I used to have a manager that would say that. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, like, we can be creative enough to make our own performances, but I think being in a class, you know, I'm trying to do this thing where I go into abusive classes where I think might be abusive mm. and like challenge myself to do it, to take the note. That's me personally, but I sure. do think most people should get into a class that makes them feel good. Right. They're, they're mm-hmm. practicing. Austin Pendleton, the best teacher of all time, you know, he you're getting your reps in you're going to work on street street streetcar named desire and neil simon and all these different things and just getting up with your partner every week and working on a new play in front of him even on zoom or whatever and just saying the words to another person and practicing is just so good for an actor you know and it's ramble <laughs> no, it's not at all. all all very interesting things and things i think people don't always think about when they think of uh actors and performances and and you know and i think that should be a t-shirt actually paint your own fucking performance i like that that should be a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> I like that paint your bit. own fucking i know it's like what oh i have my coach help me with the thing and they they you know my probably will get a call back over me truthfully sure. but you know what it's my vision you know <laughs> You might have the right vision because this person knows somebody and how they like things, but at least it's authentic. With me. At least it's at least it's authentic. I'm broke, uh, but I'm authentic. <laughs> what what's next for you? You mentioned you're you're working on a, a live uh, TV show. What what what's yep. next on or uh, it's your a, docket it's a stage or a stage show. show? Excuse me. Yes. Okay. So developing some stage shows in Los Angeles. I'm really feeling the whole live thing. You know, everything is so like. Mark, I've been writing this show, this this um, comedy, uh, 
it was, it's just going to be a short now because I didn't raise enough money, but um, I've been writing this series Burp Girl mm. for, it's about superheroes with disgusting powers for <laughs> nice. a million years sure. now, mm-hmm. because it's, it's, it's so hard to do it with all the self tapes I get. Mm. It's like constant self tapes uh, for this TV show or that TV show. And that's what I want to do. I'm an actress. So I've been putting this this uh, project that I crowdfunded for on the side while I do all these self tapes <laughs> into the fucking void. So I'm losing my mind a little bit, but, um, but I just doing that, I see, I getting back to the importance of creating your own content. So developing this comedy pole show, it's going to be a variety show with pole dancing. So I'm really excited to put that up in, um, in uh, Los Angeles, that is because I want to do something that's fun. We we are sure. going through such hard times, like with yeah. COVID <laughs> and with everything going on in the world that's so in our face with social media and the news and everything that I just want to have a show that's fun where sure. people can go and just get shit faced. So that <laughs> is what I'm working on and live interacting with other artists and then developing my own stuff like burp girl and mm-hmm. online content and auditioning, sure. auditioning, auditioning. I don't have anything. My booking, did I book anything recently? No, 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 not yet. So, so, so right now I don't have anything coming up. Where, where <laughs> can they uh, keep up with your uh, stuff and, and get updates and such or where you're yeah. at? At Christina Kalf, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. Bad Girls Ball is my YouTube series. I'm thinking about doing ASMR videos. I'm really into ASMR. Mm-hmm. That's anyway, seems, that's that's pretty big right now. So, <laughs> yes, I love them. I love them so much. I, I know I a number them. of people who are are into them. So, and we really? were having a, we were having a discussion the other night about uh, the the Batman and how uh, 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 Pattison uh, does a lot of whispering or, or lowered talk. And uh... oh my god, I'm gonna fall asleep <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> If he is, oh my God, I love ASMR. I'll probably, I love the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, uh, being able to coordinate this, having you on, talking about Second Age of Aquarius. It's now on streaming. You can get it in all your VOD platforms. Check it out. It's it's fun. If you like indie comedies, if you just like little indie projects that have a lot of great spirit, I think you captured that here and uh, yeah, I hope it has a continued success, and I hope you have a continued success. I hope the live uh, live show goes well for you. So yes, thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. You bet. And uh, yeah, hopefully, maybe we'll get a chance to talk again sometime. Yes, I hope so too. <laughs> I hope right. so too. Well, thank you, and uh, you have yourself an excellent evening. You too. Thanks. <laughs>